Welcome to Sip Sip Hooray, the podcast about wine for down-to-earth people. If you know our show, you know that we're not about the perceived pomp and snobbery of the wine business. We are the two Marys who like to eat, drink, and be merry. And our guest today is much the same. She's not a Mary, she's Judy, but she digs dirt and rocks and, of course, good wine. It's going to be a fun conversation today, and we're so glad you joined us for it. I am Mary Babbitt. And I am Mary Orlin, and today we are going to talk about wine with a purpose. I mean, we all love drinking wine, and um, it makes us happy, but isn't it better when we can drink wine and do something good for someone else? Well, that's what our guest today is all about, Judy Jordan. Now, you may know the name. She put the J in J Vineyards. But um, she has started a new venture, and we're so excited to talk to her about it because she's doing something that is not typically done in the wine industry. She is focused on lifting women up who want to be on the not-so-glamorous side of the business in agriculture, and she wants to give people access that they may not typically get. So, Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with both Marys, not just one, but both. Well, we're super glad to have you. Thanks so much. Um, We were just super excited to hear that you are actively promoting women in the wine world. And, you know, Mary and I over the years have profiled women winemakers, but I'm really excited about the fact that you are interested in seeing women in the ag and viticulture side of things. Can you tell us about this effort and how you got started in it? Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, it goes back to the days um, years and years ago when I started uh, Jay Vineyards and Winery. And I actually started Jay when I was about 27 years old. I had the great good fortune of my father helped me start out with, uh, with a vineyard and a, and a press. And with that, I was able to over um, over almost uh, 30 years, uh, I, I built and nurtured Jay Vineyards and Winery. And through that experience, I realized that as much as I love being in the wine business, and I love terroir, and I love geology, and I love uh, partnering with fabulous winemakers to make great wine. What I learned as well is that I, I felt that um, there was definitely a calling for me for a new act, which would include supporting young women uh, in agriculture. And the way that came about is that through those years at Jay, I found that there were several things that I loved the most. One was just seeing the joy um, that I think you too, Mary, share is the joy of sharing beautiful wines uh, with our customers and seeing how that makes them happen, even the most, whether it's special occasions or ordinary occasions, you know, just seeing how happy that makes our customers. The second part I loved was working with the team of winemakers, viticulturists, and, uh, and at times geologists to find the best locations, the best vineyards, um, the best terroir to create these beautiful masterpieces. And then, and, and the third aspect I loved was working with a fabulous team at Jay, which incidentally, as the years went on, 
included more and more women in the in the more senior roles than the more strategic roles at Jay. And as that time progressed, it was it was very exciting for me to have more and more women who were in leadership positions. And then lastly, we did a mentorship program at Jay, a junior mentorship program for about seven years, where we included the uh, the children of the employees, whether they were uh, the, the team members who worked in the vineyards or the team members who worked uh, in the cellar. And they, as these young, these young ones who were mostly in junior high or first part of high school would come and they would have their first job with us at Jay. And some of them would find that they were interested in accounting and some would find that they just wanted to be outside all the time in the vineyards, or some would find that they love the hospitality aspect where we would have them, you know, not serving wine because they were underage, but serving uh, the food and also helping us in the kitchens with preparations. So seeing their faces and how excited they were made me realize in my, in my, you know, my early fifties, boy, uh, uh, this may be an opportunity for me to have another act after Jay, where I could take uh, the, the time, treasure, and talent uh, that I had developed uh, along with these uh, many of these other wonderful leaders there and be able to focus that uh, and go full circle and do something that is for not-for-profit that would actually um, nourish our agricultural community by supporting young women who are interested in, in agriculture. And um, Mary, if you're all right, I'll go back and, and uh, just talk a little bit about what that was like um, in, my, in my early 20s or late 20s, I should say, it, it, what it was like to be a young woman. You know, in our industry, as, as, as you two know, um, there just are not, uh, even to this day, there's just not um, uh, there's not enough uh, women who are leaders in whether it's the viticultural side or the winemaking side or in or running wineries. It's becoming better, and yet it still has so far so far to go. Mm-hmm. And when I started, which was in the late um, mid to late '80s, my experience was. I had this, uh, I had a wonderful opportunity. My father, you know, I was fortunate. My father, you know, gave me a leg up. There's no doubt about it. And then as, and then I was free to run with my little winery experiment. And what I found was that every which way I turned, wonderful men were there to help me along the way, whether they were from the banking side, uh, the distribution, distribution side, winemaking side, accounting side, um, legal side, there, 99% of the people with whom I worked were men. And I, 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 these men were fabulous to me in so many ways. And yet I longed, I longed for a female mentor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that opportunity. I had my father was a very wonderful mentor. And I also had the good fortune 
um, to have Lou Platt, who was the former CEO of Hewlett Packard. So I really lucked out as because I was mm-hmm. doing wine tastings and trainings up in the C-suite of Hewlett Packard for years. And so I got to know Lou personally, and he basically took me under his wing and nurtured me for years on teaching me, you know, about finance and basically gave me a very good uh, MBA program through HP. And I'm wow. so grateful to him for that. And and that being said, along the way, I, I did not have that opportunity to have a female mentor. And I wish that so much for the next generation of young women agriculture leaders, that they find that. And that is so important, having the mentor. And even, I mean, especially for women entering the career, their careers at such a young age. And I still struggle with this. How, if I need a mentor, where do I go? Who do I ask? Of what? Where do I start? And I think um, that's, one thing you are offering to these women who are getting started in their agricultural careers, and you're doing it through an organization called um, WG Edge, Women Gaining an Edge. And I do wish I'd had that when I was up and coming as well. Yes. And, you know, your question is a good one. Where, where do you go to find a a woman mentor, right? That's such a question for so many of us who are in leadership positions um, in our, in our industry. And so what we, what we did, and I was fortunate to have a couple of the fabulous women who were with me at Jay come and help me start this, uh, this not, uh, this nonprofit which is basically uh, 100% of the proceeds of the wine we make goes to support this program. So what our concept is and what we're doing is that we form partnerships with our local uh, junior college and we form partnerships within our community and other educational opportunities. So there is a scholarship aspect to it. And above and beyond that, we provide personal and professional development programs from leaders in our own in our own area and our own wine country up here in Sonoma and Napa as well as and perhaps the um, our coup de gras perhaps I like to think of it is our concept of connectivity so what we have right now is this fabulous collection of amazing women uh, prominent women leaders in ag Uh, Right now we have 22 of them, and uh, many of them are women whose names you might recognize, uh, who are my wine sisters, Amelia Seha, Seha Vineyards, Emma Swain, uh, Gina Gallo, Katie Jackson, Suzanne Chambers, who has this magnificent um, small elite distributorship. And so, and this Mm -hmm. is among many, many others who are part of our community. So this concept is that these women, we meet once every two months uh, for discussion about how to support our community, how to support the young women. And we also make ourselves available, these 22 women who are kind of in the zone of their, you know, in, in the leadership positions in our community, in ag. We make ourselves available to inspire Um, to support, to guide, and to help open doors for the young women who are in our program. 
And the young women who are in our program are, are typically young women who may not, back to your question, Mary, where would you find, these young women may not have any of the resources to be able to connect with the right. women who are, 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 are um, in our community. It is such an amazing idea, and I love that village concept of lifting up other young women to come into the industry. Judy, uh, do you think there is, has there been in agriculture kind of a um, a boys club attitude to it, or you know, have, have women been discouraged from getting into the ag side of the wine biz? You know, I think that's something that we're all dealing with throughout our country, right? I think. Uh, my answer to that is that it's not uh, the the men who are in our business. We we need these fabulous men. They are such leaders, and they are so fabulous and supportive of so many of us women. And we need more. We it will not happen organically, Mary. It just won't. It just it doesn't happen organically. It's going to take. Uh, systemic change, and it's going to take organizations, community organizations, grown local programs like the one that we have to help guide these young women so that they can have those open doors and those opportunities uh, that they may or may not even know are available to them so that they can be on equal footing with the wonderful men who are in our community. So, Judy, how do you make the programs that you are working with through WG Edge, how, do, how are women finding out about these opportunities, these mentorships and scholarships? The way they are finding out about them is that they, we have uh, wonderful, these women who are part of our community are reaching out to our local high schools to our local, uh, even some talk in our in uh, some of the uh, junior highs, as well as through any of the agricultural organizations, such as Future Farmers of America, uh, that perfect example of a place where we can go, where already uh, young women are identifying that they are interested in ag, and the concept that we have is is that if we can help them to to find. Uh, our program uh, or programs like us where they feel supported that they then feel supported to be able to continue to have interest and to uh, to have interest and to succeed in agriculture and if these young women can succeed in agriculture then our agricultural community has a better opportunity to thrive and sustain itself. Nice. And did I hear you correctly? Did you say that this is a not-for-profit effort? Uh, your Jodeci wines, your produce, it's a small production, um, but you're not making any profit from this. You're putting it all back into the, um, in, into the cause? A hundred percent goes right back into the WG Edge program. And so we have created, and we'll talk about this as everybody will, I'm so excited that, that everybody will be, have the opportunity to try um, our Geodesy wines today. And the sale of these wines, 100% of the proceeds go to support this, this program. Yeah, that's really fantastic because 
it's wine for a good cause, but th the wines are fantastic. And um, I've got, you know, you were, you were very generous to send us both the um, beautiful Chardonnay, which I have to say, I have not been a huge Chardonnay fan most of my life, but this Chardonnay from the Ola Emity Hills region of Oregon is spectacular. And um, you also sent us the red blend from Napa. And what I find interesting is for so many years, you were based in Sonoma at Jay Vineyards, mostly sparkling wine, some still wines, but um, you've been going beyond the Sonoma boundaries and going to Oregon and going to Napa. And um, so let's talk about the wines. Very good. I'd love to, to segue that way. And, you know, what's interesting is that this, this program WG Edge and the Jazzy Wines has been, is rooted in, in gratitude. It's really a chance for me and uh, the leaders, the women leaders who came with me uh, from Jay and my little, my little family, my uh, two children, for us to say thank you to those who have been dedicated in farming to our community, as well as, as a thank you to the magnificent vineyards that we have in, some, in our area in Sonoma and Napa. So as I segue, um, with your with your support back to into the wine side of it and how exciting is that drum roll <laughs> i would say to you drum roll because this is the fun, this is the best per part right yes perfect perfect segue <laughs> so as we go for this i would tell you oh my goodness when i stepped out side by side with megan megan Bassett, who's the winemaker behind these beautiful wines when i stepped out from uh, Russian River. It was a re It was very risky because I had had 29 years of experience in Russian River, and so to go up into Oregon with and have vineyards up there as well as Napa, really was a difficult thing. And I have to tell you that I have posted up here on my little wall is there's a quote from Winston Churchill, and it says the pessimist mm. sees difficulty in every opportunity <laughs> and the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty and I constantly had to remind myself of this because it was safe for me to be in Russian River and I, I know those lands I know those vineyards so well and Megan who's from Paul Hobbs who helped create these wines side by side with me her heritage I mean 10 years with Paul Hobbs creating fabulous wines there. Her heritage mm. is much uh, about uh, Russian River as well. So together, we decided to go on this adventure um, and, try, and try out new vineyards in Oregon as well as Napa. And we couldn't have done it without the help of our, fa our, our fabulous viticulturist, who is the viticulturist at Jay, Scott Zapataki. So the three of us made a team and said, let's go for it. We, you know, what can we bring uh, to these wines that make them so special? And keep in mind that make them very, very special with the thought that it is the young women who are in the center of this. It's not us. It's not typical commercial venture. It's how do we make these wines the very best we can um, and give these young women the best uh, possible shot that we can in our agricultural communities. 
So with that, the three of us uh, ventured out and we have um, the property in Napa. And then we have two vineyards up in, uh, up in Oregon. And the one you're tasting today is from Eola Springs, the Chardonnay. And then the one uh, from uh, Napa is our, our, our blend, our Sigordo blend red wine. Yeah, they're just both so, so beautiful and so expressive. What I love about the Chardonnay, it's just, it's so pure. You get the minerality, which I know is very typical of Eola Amity Hills. You get this beautiful fruit expression, and it's just, it's not over the top, but it's luscious in a in a beautiful way, but it's got that minerality, it's got that salinity, and it's just like, I want to drink it all the time. Thank you. We're very, what we, what we believe is that the three of us believe that we could take the best of our training and our experience, whether it was the training that Megan and I received from France. We've spent a lot of time in Burgundy um, and uh, you know Bordeaux, and we've I've trained in, in because of my experience with Jay. I, I my uh, my my mentor uh, mentors have uh, been Roger Virger from. Uh, from up in the Champagne mm-hmm. region, and uh, so from that experience, we bring a, bring a lot of, um, of of classic training to winemaking, and then you put on top of that years and years of California uh, vinification and what it takes to make great wines in California, and then what we like to think is okay, we're up in up in Oregon, and we have wonderful friends up there and colleagues who helped us along the way, is how do we take the best of what we've learned in our experience and marry that with what these this terroir speaks to and what Oregon, what is best suited mm-hmm. for Oregon? And what we found um, was, for myself, I'll speak as a geologist because I'm a geologist by training, so what I found is that what's really cool about um, the, the whole Oregon thing is that it has so much geology in the sense that it is, it, we have tectonic plates up there. Not only are there two tectonic plates crashing, but it has three, if you can believe it. It has the Farallon plate, the Pacific plate, and the North American plate all crashing together. Oh, wow. Right? And what you're seeing is that because of this amazing geology, it creates so many different opportunities in each of the vineyards for our wonderful winemakers to pick and choose what, you know, which vines they want, which soils they want. So carrying on with my wonderful uh, moment, because I love to be a geek on this. <laughs> so if you can picture, you got three plates crashing. And on top of this, this Eola Springs vineyard, is the result of Missoula floods, which happened, you know, millions of years right. ago and transported, transported in short geologic time, amazing uh, minerals from all the way up in Montana and north. And so this area it has probably something like 22, roughly 22 different soil types in that area of Eola uh, Amity which makes it so exciting and slightly different than California. And so the the trick is to your point, Mary, I think uh, what we tried so hard to do was, was bring 
um, bring the structure, bring what we know, has, you know, historically and heritage-wise to these wines, but let them speak for themselves. You know, minimal, uh, you know, low intervention, time-honored approach. You get to taste the, the tectonic plates then. <laughs> oh, no, isn't that funny? Yeah. It, it, I told you, it's like a, it's like a mini earthquake to take us to I the next one. I love that's right. Well, I love the passion in your voice when you talk about geology. It's true. And, you know, Judy, you may not know this. I, I got my bachelor's in chemistry. Oh, my God. So I'm a strong believer in science and, and women studying science. But I think, you know, I know that when I chose to do that, you know, it wasn't like the coolest thing to do in the world. And I still think women don't get the encouragement that they should to go into whether it's geology or chemistry or any kind of um, a technical field versus or scientific field and i it seems to me what you're doing is not only helping promote women into agriculture but you know there's so much science in agriculture it can be so intimidating um, i think what your program is doing is helping encourage women and make it acceptable and fun. Thank you, Mary. That's, that's, you summed it up so well. And um, is what we think is going to be a great opportunity for the young women in our program and for women everywhere is agriculture technologies, hmm. right? It's going to reshape um, not only our wine world, it's going to change our agriculture world for us in the United States. And just to share with you on a, a, a little bit, I'm riff, um, riffing off, off your comments and the fact that you're a chemistry geek makes me so happy. <laughs> and just to share with you, there's a wonderful book, and perhaps your listeners would enjoy this. It's Paul Hawkins' book called Drawdown. And what it is, it's about um, mitigating climate change and how agriculture fits into it. And he, what he did was he was quite clever. He found a top uh, leaders in business schools from whether it was back east with MIT or Stanford out here or whatever. And he asked them to quantify what are the biggest levers for the best price, the most efficient, effective way for us to make a change in mitigating climate change, right? Or So what he found, if you think of it, so number one has to do with refrigeration, just to give you an idea. And it's a wonderful book because it's easy to mm -hmm. read. Number four is local wow. farms and uh, with vegan forward approach, mm -hmm. you know, and number five, six, and seven are about supporting young women to be the ones who nourish the nourish the families. They're the ones who can be leaders in their own small farms around the world. And the more we support them, and the more we support agriculture, the better chances we have efficiently and effectively mitigating climate change. So from my perspective, as small as our little program is, it fits in the big picture. It sure does. I love that, Judy. We were just speaking recently with Joy Sterling about this notion of uh, regenerative agriculture and the, yeah. you know, the fact that we've got to keep uh, feeding the earth. We can't just keep taking from it. So instead of just sustaining, we need to also regenerate. Is that yes. part of your effort? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more, and Joy's one of my favorite people in the whole world. I love her family. And one of the things that she has been working on as, as well as we have is that it comes with an aspect of education, right? And the more we make that education possible for young people, the faster it's that the fast that's going to be implemented in years to come. And one of the interesting aspects of that is that um, for young women, there's studies all over the place that say that show that the more positive adult relationships they have, whether it's through education, personal development, it's uh, linearly uh, proportional to how they do academically how they feel about their self, you know, what their self-confidence level is, what their self-determination level is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, here's our chance. I mean, whether it's the two Marys or me or Joyce (laughs) Sterling here, we're all in the zone. It's our opportunity to, to help this next generation, right? Absolutely. So let me understand correctly. So um, the Geodesy Wines, that is funding the WG Edge program, but are some of your interns also involved with a hands-on work with Geodesy? as well? They are, as we have a few of our older ones, we, we uh, have helped us uh, to establish to go out on the, on the vineyards and, and help us to understand what's going on with our soils. And then we figure as time goes on, we're more and more open to how our geodesy program will fit with them for further internships. So to give you to give you an example, we have we're just starting. This is our second year, and we have nine young women in the program. And thanks to this group of women, this fabulous group, um, uh, you know, kind of multi generational and multicultural group, what's happened is that we're opening it up so that not only do they have opportunities at Geodesy similar to the mentorship program I had at Jay, they also, but moreover, they have opportunities with all of these women's businesses. They can say, oh my goodness, I have an interest. Um, uh, we have Anisha Fritz, who's at Linmar. And for instance, she is, uh, she has this beautiful gardens and she, and so we have two of our wonderful young women in the program who've applied, who she's helped to get uh, internships with her in horticulture and now in viticulture. So it does, so I guess, yes, the answer is yes, of course, at Geodesy, but we're very tiny. And yet the, it, the, what the expansion is that it takes this whole village to offer opportunities. Absolutely. That's great. So for these women who are in the program, how long are they in the program? And um, what are the plans for following up with them and tracking their career development? Well, the good news is the poor, the poor young women have glue on their feet. They can't get away <laughs> from us, which is great. So we have a lot of scotch tape wrapped around them so that they can't move. Our program is a two-year program, and it's a, you know in partnership with the JC and other educational opportunities. And then we do through... Uh, internships, um, personal development, and opportunities with four-year colleges. We encourage them to finish up at four-year four-year colleges. Um, oh, two of them are interested in UC Davis. We have one going off that way. So then, to answer your question, then as they graduate from one one group, you know the uh, the edgers as we're calling them. 
then they graduate into another group, which is young professionals. And this young professional group, then, and we have several of them, and many of them have worked with us with geodesy. They're in their they're in their mid twenties, um, early thirties, and then the next group is the is uh, the women leaders who we've been talking about. So the cool thing is, our hope is that as they graduate and continue on, they will then give back to the to the young women who are coming up, and so that the so that. As, as we go, as those of us in the zone, as we retire and find other things to do, then they will take that place. And then they will be uh, uh, cultivating and, and nurturing the relationships for the next ones to come on. So in short, or in, in a short answer to you is, we hope they never leave. They're part of us. They're part of our community. I love that. That's so it's, um, it's really the long-term view. It's not a short-term thing. Right. And our specific program is only the two years, right? But then they then they stay attached as they, you know, in different ways. Yeah, I think that's great. And Judy, I think one thing we haven't talked about yet is just the name Geodesy. Um, tell me how you came up with that. Well, Geodesy, uh, Geodesy is a very, uh, my Mary being a chemist, we will thank you for being a fellow um, person. So geodesy is an aspect of geology. And so it's a nod to geology. And what I love about it is geodesy stands for girls odyssey. So it's a, it's a play on names. Love it. That's fun. That's great. So do you see geodesy and what you're doing through wine as a means to enact some social change? We very much hope to. I, my our our big vision is that if we can make this program successful, which means that the the young women uh, and us together that we hit metrics um, of self determination, self confidence. Um, there are certain metrics that are part of uh, of our program that become important. So as those metrics get hit. And as these young women take their place in leadership in our community, then we can say, yes, this program works. This concept of this village of women works. And then this program could be translated to other areas, including Oregon, you know, where our vineyards are up there or other agricultural communities. So we hope that this small but mighty customized boutique program will get tra translated in many, many agricultural communities. Do you see a way to replicate it in other wine regions throughout the United States or internationally? Absolutely. That's, you know, we're, we're writing the playbook now. And as we have our, our second class of successful young women, and with the women who are, who are now in the leadership, together we're writing the playbook. I would suspect that within the next two years, we'll start another group in a different agricultural area. And yes, in wine countries. Judy, I'm struck by the fact that you've been successful with Jay Winery and that you had the desire to do something to give back in such a big way. The idea that you're, you know, when you sold Jay, in your next act is really an altruistic one. And um, I'm sure 
you are not big on patting yourself on the back, but I, I'd like to because I think it's really admirable what you're doing here and that the implications of this for women, as you said, not just now, but down the road are huge. And so um, truly, you must sleep well at night. Oh, thank, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to use a little quote because I think all of us women and men can relate to this. So there was a quote by Angela Sarian, and she wrote The Second Half of Life. It's a book. And she wrote, when you find the courage to change at midlife, a miracle happens. Your character is opened, deepened, strengthened, and softened. You return to your soul's highest values. You are now prepared to create your legacy, an imprint of your dream for our world, a dream that can fully come true in the second half of life. And so I hold on to that. And I know so many of us who are at my age are doing so much incredible work with the time, treasure, and talent that each of them have and each of us has. And I would say one last thing, which is in this tumultuous time, which we've all lived with, you know, last year and what's going on with politics and everything, there is something that is such a joy. You know, you wake up and it's kind of like, oh, all right, I have bounce in my step because it's really not political. It's just I get to get up, I get to get up and, and think about these young women and it really is joyful. Mm, love it. That is so inspirational. And for our listeners, um, you know, if you're looking for a really good cause to put your money into, because I think as consumers, being a conscious consumer and thinking about where your wine dollars go is, is something we should be mindful of. And here is a project that I think so many people could get behind because you're going to get a great bottle of wine out of it, but you're also going to be helping the next generation come along. And what's more important than that? Oh, thank you. I also like how you have not defined this as a uh, a women only or women take over the wine industry, but women working in concert with the men who are already there, women getting getting equal footing as opposed to this needing to be some sort of like upheaval of the wine industry as we know it. But um, as you mentioned, there's incredible men in the industry, and this is just about partnering with people and, and giving women a chance to uh, have a, a say and a voice and a, an impact. We couldn't do it without the terrific men in our lives. And as we all know, we love our men. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's, um, but it's great that you're helping young women find their voice because, you know, we've all been there at younger ages. It can be a challenge and, you know, you need to build up the self-confidence and um, make it safe to take risks. And I think your program is doing this. I like that, making it safe to take risks. You know, I, um, I think uh, in our world, and you two Marys understand this, in my, in our world, with the connections we have and our, our, our wine world is such a wonderful, you know, we all, we really do care for each other. It's, a, it's one of the few industries where, you know, a handshake works and, and uh, we want us to share what's going on in your winery, what this is, what's happening in mine. And I had the good fortune as, uh, as a single mom, I, when my two young ones were growing up and my daughter's name is Nicole, is that when she was in high school, she's a she's she's a really great she was a great kid and I had the opportunity to call my friends in the business you know Joyce Sterling or 
or Katie Jackson or, or myriad of all these other fabulous women. And I could say, hey, you know, um, Nicole's looking for a job this, this summer. Do any of you all have anything available for her? And so they, those opportunities were there. And Nicole could walk through the open door and then it's up to her how she, did she make that successful or not? That's up to the, to the young woman, right? And how do we get more of those open door opportunities for a lot of the young women, especially women of color or women who don't come from advantage? How do we give them those open doors so that they go through and then they create the success? It's not us but they need the open doors. That is so true. You can um, help somebody walk through that door, but then they've got to take it and run with it and make it their own. Absolutely. So tell us, where can people buy Geodesy wine? How do you, how do you find this wine? Well, great. Um, please reach out to us. At, uh, you can look us up on our website at geodesywine.com. Uh, and we would, we would love to have you come and join our website. Uh, you know, our wine community, it's a, a bit of a wine club. And we, what we do is it's so small, it's a couple hundred cases of each of the wines. And each is, is each of these wines, the grapes are handpicked, hand chosen, micro barreled, micro fermented. I mean, it's like you're taking all the experience that Megan and Scott and I have had through the years, and we just threw it all on this few hundred cases of wine. And so please join us um, on our, in our wine club. And then as a result of that, we have several occasions to come and be out here with us in wine country and to meet some of the young women and to see our beautiful mm. vineyards. And, uh, and then I might put them to sleep with the geology talk. You never know. <laughs> never. <laughs> you, just might, you just might find some fellow geology lovers. Yeah. Oh, that would be rockheads. We're all rockheads. Oh, I love, love it. it. Rockheads. That's great. <laughs> and Judy, what about um, young women interested in being part of the WG Edge program? How do they go about being part of the next group of young women going through? We have application process and it's on our WG Edge. Go right to our website there and we have a fabulous woman, Janet Durkin, with many, many years of experience of working on the academic and nonprofit side, and she will be right there to help the help the young lady follow through with the application. And we are looking for our next class starting um, this fall. That's terrific! Thank you so much, Judy Jordan. You are so it's it's so fun talking with you. You're so easy to talk to, and such an inspiration. Thank you for all the good that you're doing in this world. I love that your project is founded in gratitude, and um, I like the motto of "Drink well and do good" because that sounds like words we can all live by. <laughs> well, thank you all, and to any of your listeners, please feel free to reach out to us and come visit us. We would be honored and share the joy of, of, you know, this beautiful, beautiful region and the beautiful vineyards. Um, we would love to have each and every one of you come for a visit. And Judy, we just so appreciate what you are doing and how you are helping to lift women up and to really help promote careers in agriculture that people might not think about, but it, they're important. They're as important as being a winemaker, as being, on, you know, the more glamorous side of the the business, but um, winemakers couldn't do what they do without all the support from the agricultural side. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Oh, so true. Yeah. And agriculture is the backbone of our country, you know, 
we can't do without it, right? And it's, it is a wonderful lifestyle if it's done right. Yeah, so let's all elevate it. Right. All right, together. Woohoo! <laughs> well, a toast to you ladies. Here's to, here's to rocks and dirt under the fingernails and everything else. <laughs> all right, and a little chemistry as well. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Judy. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Judy. We're so grateful. Sip, sip, yes. hooray, Judy. Sip, sip, hooray. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Well, Mary Babbitt, that was so inspirational. I mean, what Judy is doing, it's just incredible that she sees a need and she's addressing it and helping women get started in their careers and opening doors. What an awesome thing to do. Absolutely. And understanding that notion that it takes access to, to get a foot in the door, you have to know somebody often. And so she, I love that she is reaching around her, creating a village and asking the women she knows in the industry and men to help lift up others who might not have, um, like she was saying, she could call a friend to get her daughter an internship, but there's other young women who don't have that kind of access. And I love that she's addressing that. I do too. And, you know, it's, um, I think more and more of us are thinking about where we put our dollars. And, you know, this is such a great wine to basically you're making an investment. You're not only getting an awesome bottle of wine, but you are making an investment in the future of um, a woman in agriculture when it comes to wine. So I think that's really important. And I know that people are looking for that this day. You want to have meaning you want wine that does good, not just for you, but for others. And, you know, I was thinking, this is the kind of wine that would be a great gift for somebody because there's meaning behind it, right? You could say, I purchased this Geodesy wine for you because the sales of it promote women in the wine industry and women in agriculture. And what a fun way to honor somebody, maybe a young graduate or something, right? Oh, I love that. That's great. That should be at the top of everybody's gift list. <laughs> Well, it was a fun conversation and we thank you all for joining in with us. If you like what you heard today, thanks for sharing it on social media. We are at Sip Sip Hooray Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Sip Sip Hooray One, the number one, on uh, Twitter because we are number one, right, Mayor? We are. I mean, <laughs> thanks to our listeners. Yeah. And tell your friends. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends and stay in contact with us. If you've got a great idea for a show, we'd love to hear it. And please go to our website, sipsipparaypodcast.com. You'll get details about the show and we'll have the website for Geodesy Wines. You can go there and support them. Also, um, you can listen to some of our really awesome past episodes and you'll see all the different platforms that we are on. We encourage you to um, subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast you listen, podcast platform you listen to so you don't miss another episode. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you all for listening in and uh, cheers to you, Mary Orlin. Cheers to you, Mary Babbitt and sip, sip, hooray. Sip, sip, hooray. Sip, sip, hooray.